Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody. Welcome back to um, the last segment here. I almost said a new, a new episode. Wait, wait, wait. Did you, wait, after last segment, did you blank out again? I did. I did. I blacked out there. Uh, <laughs> that was, I was like, I was like ready to say another episode of Touchdown Denver there. Uh, oh, you know, this is our last segment here. Uh, Nick, and, and let's dive into um, the offensive line. Uh, and, and we heard from Dalton Reisner this week, uh, and he talked a little bit about the offensive line struggles. But, Nick, I, I wanted to ask you first before we get to some, some Dalton Reisner audio here, but I wanted to ask you, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's maybe uh, the biggest concern you have right now for this offensive line? Obviously, injuries have been an issue. But what's maybe the, your number one concern with this group? Well, well, first of all, before we get into that, my my number one concern is for you blacking out. Now I know you, <laughs> you you were talking about last segment about tackling Austin Eckler. Maybe we need to stop that because even though you're not actually doing it, it's it's almost like as though you are experiencing the residuals of trying to make those tackles when you blank out. All right, like I so, got knocked out. It's like I got yeah. knocked out. So that is a concern uh, for me. But when it comes to this Broncos offensive line, man. It is just trying to play great uh, as a cohesive unit. And this offensive line hasn't been great uh, all season long, and that's doing part because the right side of the offensive line has been missing Quinn Miners. And we've had Graham Glasgow and Cam Fleming, you know, manning that right side. And it hasn't really looked that great. And I wonder this, Joe, and you tell me if you've seen the same thing. I'm wondering with some of the play calls, the runs, and the throws, have did, did Nathaniel Hackett cut the field in half because he too was a little concerned with that right side of that offensive line. Yeah. I mean, it's that right side's not been very good, Nick. Um, that's just the reality. And I, I wonder if we see Billy Turner finally this week. I mean, he suited up last week and uh, apparently was available, but just didn't play. Uh, so I don't know how concerning that is. Like, is he just not been very good in practice to where like they still feel more comfortable with Cam Fleming out there? Like, you also need Quinn Miners to get back, which I, it doesn't appear he's going to be back soon. I don't know. I, I don't think he was out there at practice on Tuesday, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong in that. Uh, you've got Calvin Anderson's probably going to get the start at left tackle. So it, it just seems like there's a lot of, one, just issues, like you said, cohesion. And I think that's a result of the injuries that they've had. And so I, I, I just have a, not a great feeling about this offensive line right now. Like they just need to – they need to one, they need to get healthy because they need to get their best guys out there and all playing together as a unit. And and that's the biggest that's the biggest key in terms of offensive line play, right? Is everyone playing together uh, and everybody knowing everyone else's jobs and, and and helping out each other in those spots. And I just don't think that they've been able to do that because they've had such a weird rotation in there right now. Uh, and Dalton Reisner, we, we we have some audio here from him from Broncos.com. And he kind of talked about that. And he also talked obviously about Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, battling through his injury, but also knowing that they have to worry about their jobs and not just what Russell's doing. You, you know, Ru- Russell's a warrior. Uh, for me as an offensive lineman, I love blocking for that guy. I love going to war for him. I'll continue to go to war for him each and every day, each and every game. Um, and it's no, it's no question 
um, now that you guys know that he's been battling an injury. And the cool thing about Russell is that wasn't something that he let everyone know. That wasn't something he was complaining about throughout the week. He wanted to go to war and help us get a win. And, uh, you know, it's not my job to, to figure out what's affecting my quarterback or anything like that. It's my job to protect him. It's my job to keep him clean. So we all go through injuries, um, but we all got to be warriors, and that's exactly what he's done. Um, it's not my job to think about my teammates' play. I think the most important thing for us as a Denver Broncos offense is to understand that we all got to do our job. When all 11 of us on that field do our job, that's when we're going to get it clicking. Nick, uh, let me ask you this, because he talked a little bit about Russell Wilson's injury, and I don't think we've talked about that yet today. How concerned – what's your concern level with Russell Wilson playing behind this offensive line right now that's also banged up? Uh, it's it's uh, really concerning. I mean, uh, even if he wasn't uh, banged up the way that he is with that uh, lat issue, I still would be concerned because that idea at the end of the day, that quarterback cannot be efficient if that offensive line in front of him uh, can't really protect him. And I know in the league, you know, everyone props quarterbacks up on a high pedestal uh, as though they can't do any anything wrong. And every time there's a victory, it is a quarterback who is, should get uh, – uh, validated for that and if it's a loss it's everyone else's fault but no I mean a quarterback cannot do what he needs to do as far as winning games move the ball down the field without having adequate protection so I'm glad that Dalton Reisner talked about hey my job is not to think about you know my my teammates or even finger pointing but my job is to protect the quarterback and that's how every guy should look at their positions offensive defense just go do your job and things will kind of you know work themselves out and once again, when I look at this offensive line, it is going to be a makeshift offensive line. And you're going on the road. Now, I know you're playing the Chargers, and sometimes you look at a Chargers game, even like a Rams game, it's almost like a home game for their opponent as much it is as it is for them. But noise will still be a factor. How will, you know, Kevin Anderson now communicate with Dalton Reisner? How that, how's that going to work out? How are things going to work out on that right side that's been problematic for, for a while? That is going to be uh, something that they have to work on. But here's something that I've seen over the past couple of weeks that has become somewhat of a tradition against this Broncos offense, and they have yet to pick it up. When you look at teams bringing that nickel defender off the edge, I mean, we saw Hobbs with the Raiders, Ufanga with the 49ers. That seems to be a recipe that teams will do to the Broncos. You want to bring your wide receiver in? Guess what? We're going to bring that guy off the edge. And they seem to have not come up with, George, uh, someone, somewhat of an uh, adjustment to pick that up from an offensive line standpoint, being able to count to five and say, hey, here's a guy that may come out or just having an escape hatch, maybe a tight end running into the flat and Russell being able to dump the ball off. So this offensive line has some issues, but that is one that they still have yet to resolve. Yeah, and they've also – I mean, I don't know if you've noticed this either, Nick, but when they stunt or twist on that right side, they almost never pick it up. And and that's falling, obviously, on, on Graham Glasgow and Cam Fleming. And I don't know if it's a communication issue, if it's an issue where, you know, both guys just aren't, you know, able to pick something up like that. I don't know what it is, but whenever that happens on that right side, rarely has it been picked up. We saw Max Crosby come free a couple times uh, with the Raiders. We saw the Colts get home. A few times so I think that that right side is is a huge concern and and I wanted to follow up by asking this Nick do you think Billy Turner is going to play a snap for this team this year because right now I just every single week I'm like is this the week is this the week is this the week and so far maybe he's getting a little bit closer last week like I said he was suited up but again on Tuesday 
he wasn't practicing. He was, he was out there doing his thing on the ladder, but he wasn't, I don't think he practiced. So do you think we're going to see Billy Turner? And, and do you think it would be anytime soon? I don't know, man. I'm like you and everyone else in Broncos country. I believe it when I see it. And it's yeah. nothing against uh, Billy Turner because I know how injuries are. But here's what I would like for the Broncos to do. Because every week that question comes up and it's like, he's close. He's close. And he's just like, well, wait a minute. Only, only, when people talk about being close, it's like like horseshoes and hand grenades, right? So, so we're not dealing with that with Billy Turner. If, if he has his injury and is going to linger for a while, I'm just like, you know what? Let's just put him on the shelf. Let's just put him on IR, bring someone else in, maybe at another position that can help this team out, opposed to just kind of having us dangling out there and grasping for that carrot every time, say, he's close, he's close. So for me, I'm not going to count a player until he's actually available and he's on the field. Once he's there, we can evaluate him. But since he's not on the field, we, we can't. He's just he, – he's a guy that, you know, we, we're hoping that once he comes in, he's going to make the offensive line better but we haven't really seen it, you know, thus far. So it is focusing on the guys that you have right now. And once again, this offensive line is having some issues. So let's try to get some healthy bodies on the field. Yeah, it is interesting because, you know, the two guys they brought in this offseason to, you know, really compete and, and probably start on that right side, uh, Tom Compton and, and Billy Turner, neither one have played a snap yet. And Tom Compton, I mean, you know, as far as Billy Turner is, Tom Compton looks even further from playing obviously so um hopefully they can get those guys healthy eventually maybe billy turner can give it a go this week and really give that offensive line the boost that it, it's been needing and he's a guy too man he's played every position on the offensive line other than center so like you could really plug him in anywhere that you feel that you need him the most i mean they could play him at left tackle if they really needed to i don't think they will but um you know maybe they'll get him back this week but like you said you got to play with what you got and uh you know, I think that those guys are, just need to step up and play a little bit better. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Nick, quickly before we get into game predictions, what stands out about this Chargers defense? And do you think this could be a week that the Broncos offense finally has a breakthrough? I know we've been saying that for <laughs> the last like five, six weeks now. Yeah. But do you think uh, this could be a week that they, they have a big game? Yeah, I, I really do. But all of that is based on the scheme itself. How Nathaniel yeah. Hackett decides to move guys around and give Russell, once again, we're talking about the offensive line, give him some easy throws to establish a rhythm. More importantly, get the tight ends involved in the game plan. Looking at the going back and looking at the Cleveland game, David Njoku, I mean, I'm not saying he's gonna he had a game of his life, but you know, Jacoby Brissett was able to find him down the middle of the field because he they took advantage of the linebackers for the Chargers because they dropped so deep, and then sometimes they, they try to sniff up against uh, uh, towards the line of scrimmage to stop uh, Chubbs and Kareem, and Kareem Hunt that they left voids in the passing game behind them. See, this is where the Broncos, one, uh, need to establish the run. This is where the offensive line must take it upon themselves and say, look, here's what we can do. We can fire out and hit those guys in the mouth and establish the run. That's another way that you help Russell out in the passing game. So there are going to be some times uh, that – uh, if the Broncos choose to go down the middle of the field and throw to their tight ends, then those routes are going to be available. So that's where you attack them now. J.C. Jackson and Asante Samuel Jr., both of these are quality corners, but they showed last week against the Browns wide receivers that, hey, those guys can be moved. There's routes to, to be made and catches to be made out there as well. But it goes back to the scheme itself. 
Are you creating those matchups? Are you profiling uh, or highlighting a certain wide receiver by putting him in a certain position? If they're able to do that, yes, this could finally be the game, George, that the Broncos offense starts to look like what we thought it should look like uh, starting the season. Well, and, and they do kind of catch a break. I, I believe Joey Bosa's out, isn't he? For yeah, yeah, he's, yeah he's um, out. So, so they they catch a break there uh, up front. Um, I believe Derwin James is healthy, isn't he? Back there. I mean, obviously, he's one of the better safeties in the NFL. Um, so, you know, this is this is a, a good defense, but I do think that, um, like you said, Nick, there, there's holes in it, right? There, there's yeah. places for plays to be made. I wonder if Greg Dulcich can be a difference maker. Uh, I joked uh, a week ago that he could be he could be the savior of the of this uh, offense. Uh, I, I wonder I wonder you know like you just mentioned uh, the Browns were able to hit some of their tight ends for some big plays. I wonder if Dulcich can be that guy or maybe Saubert or, or Alberto. I mean I, I wrote actually in the Denver Gazette this week, Nick, uh, about tie, about the tight ends. And did you know that they're they're tied for the eighth lowest in terms of targets in the NFL? Right now to their tight ends, I think they've only targeted the tight ends uh, 30 times. And Eric Saubert is the leader with 13 targets. That just is baffling to me. It, it, I mean, uh, they need to be using those guys more. Um, and maybe maybe they just don't think they have the talent there. I don't know. But this seems like a game that they could really use their tight ends, uh, especially when you talk about, like you said, the corners. Uh, and they're going to be trying to shut down, obviously, Jerry Judy and, and Corlin Sutton. So uh, I think you're right. This could be a week, but I feel like we're going to keep saying that until it actually happens. <laughs> so until it actually happens, I'm just going to say that it's it's not going to happen. But uh, Nick, what's uh, what's maybe your prediction for this game? Well, you know, uh, for, for me, this is going to be a tight game because, once again, I know the Broncos defense is going to come to play and the Chargers defense is going to play. They have some players, like I said, uh, Santi Samuel Jr., Duran James, uh, you still have Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson. Uh, they, they're going to make the game really interesting. And for me, uh, listen, I, I'm going to go with the Chargers this week. Until I see something different uh, from the Broncos offensively, third down and inside the red zone, and they show me that there's some creativity offensively, uh, I have no choice but to look at the Chargers. I mean, you said it yourself. They're scoring at least uh, or averaging 24 points a game. The Broncos are averaging 15 points a game. Now, that, that puts a lot of pressure on your defense. But, you know, I'm going to go with the Chargers right now, close game, uh, maybe 21-14 Chargers. I hope I'm wrong. I'm hope I, I, hope, I hope I'm wrong, but, but that's what I'm seeing right now. Well, yeah, and I don't think Broncos fans are going to like my prediction uh, because I, I'm also rolling with the Chargers. And I, I think it'll be somewhat close, but then I think it'll be kind of like the Raiders game where the Raiders kind of pull away late uh, and the Broncos are going to have to try and piece something crazy together to, to be in that game late. Um, and so I'm looking at chargers like 27, 17, something in there, 24, okay. 17, something like that. Um, which I guess is, is sort of close. Like I think the Broncos hang in there that, you know, historically, Nick, they've been really bad in the AFC West in, in recent years, the Broncos have, but they've played really well against the chargers for some reason. I mean, you even look last year in LA, I believe they played them pretty close, uh, with, with drew Lockett quarterback. So I think that they can hang in there and, and also, man, you know, Brandon Staley, if he goes for it on all these fourth downs, maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe he gives the Broncos a chance. I don't, the end of that Browns game, I was like, I was yelling at my television, like, what are they doing going for it on that fourth and two at the end of the game? And they didn't get it and they got bailed out by the Browns missing that kick. But uh, I, I think it could be close. I don't know. It, it's one of those games that, again, the Broncos, it feels like they should, they have a talented enough team to win this game. I just don't know if they can put it all together. So, uh, Nick, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Listen, man, uh, look, uh, 
I hope the Broncos are able to pull off a victory. They they definitely would need it after what happened uh, last week, uh, Thursday. But once again, I believe in when I see it. And for me, they have to go out there and they have to make those types of plays. If you're not making plays on third down and you're behind the chains and you cannot move the ball or come up with something creative in the red zone, it makes it really difficult. I don't care who's your head coach, who's your quarterback. So hopefully this is the week that they turn around. But until they do that, Obviously, I'm still going to roll with the Chargers on this one. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the reality is the Chargers are just the better football team right now. Uh, but it's a week-to-week league. Anything can happen. Um, any given Sunday, I guess any given Monday in, in this perspective. Fourth fourth primetime game in six games, Nick. That's crazy. But uh, it'll, be, it'll be a fun one to watch, I think. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, make sure you guys subscribe, like the podcast, share it um, with your friends, your, your family, all those people. Uh, and we will see you guys next week.